pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And let's be heard. The final gun has sounded. Now it's your turn to hear and be heard. The Huskers are headed to the locker room, and we're ready to give you all the post-game info and opinion. It's Big Red Overreaction, the first live post-game show featuring the most important voice of all, you, the Husker fan. Big Red Overreaction is sponsored by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill, and by Equitable Bank. Also by Burton. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Get on the line now at 402-951-1620 and sound off on Big Red Overreaction, live on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Keg. We'll see what game plan he has. Thompson wides up, goes deep. He's got a man! Touchdown! Big Red! Trey Palmer ran a great route. And Casey Thompson put the biscuit in the basket, 32 yards. And that was basically the highlight today for Nebraska. Welcome into <laughs> Big Red Overreaction. Uh, here on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The Keg. It's brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Connor Happer and John Bishop with you. Uh, phone lines are open on the Lus Hills Harley-Davidson hotline, 402-951-1620. Nebraska loses today 49-14 to to Oklahoma. It was over uh, shortly after, basically. I mean, it was a game through the first quarter, and uh, that's about it, 35-7 to at halftime. Oklahoma definitely let off the gas in the second half. Uh, John, we, we, we wondered all week sort of uh, how how would this emotional boost, because they clearly had it today. They had, There was an emotional boost oh, yeah. coming off of the week. How long would it last and how much would it make up for Nebraska's deficiencies everywhere, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball? And uh, it didn't last very long, and they couldn't make up for those deficiencies, and, and it resulted in a huge blowout loss today. Yeah, emotion's great. Emotion is fantastic. You know, one of the things I love the most about football is you can you can ride with emotion. But at some point, you know, the initial euphoria kind of wears and you have to rely back on what you've been taught, what your skills are, and, you know, and then start to weather the storm. And great teams, good teams can do that, but teams that are still very much – um, trying to find themselves in a program that's been trying to find itself for, well, the better part of the last decade, if not two decades, some would argue. Um, you know, it can only take you so far. I mean, emotion was so much. It it convinced, you know, uh, Reggie Bush and, and yeah. Urban Meyer that Nebraska was going to win this game, but you don't win these games. I mean, emotion, again, can help you. But, you know, and, and I, I guess one of my biggest takeaways from this, Connor, is if I'm an Oklahoma fan right now, I am thrilled with the way this new program, I say new because it's a new head coach, but how this iteration of Oklahoma football is just building off of the ones that have preceded it. And they came in, they weathered that early storm, and you know, basically from that first drive on, it was 
all Sooners. And and that's that's what great foundational programs do. They don't panic. They don't they don't you know squeeze the ball too tight. They don't um, they don't lose themselves. They don't get caught up in the noise. And and that's one of the biggest things that's held Nebraska back, not just you know this year, but for quite a while. And you know, uh, listen, it, it was great. And the other big takeaway is, is you know, Nebraska's fans are tremendous. I mean, we know mm. this. We know how loyal they are. We know how passionate they are. We know how passionate all of you are out there. And you keep coming back. And you keep coming back. Um, and you know, unfortunately, that's the only two things that you can really take away with any construct uh, constructivity, <laughs> if there is such a word. Uh, from a game like this, because, I mean, Oklahoma laid the wood to Nebraska. Yeah, there was obvious concern about the defense coming into the game for good reason through the first three games. I, I expressed some concern about the offense, and they weren't able to get really anything going. Nebraska had their first drive magic rolling where they looked really crisp and really good, and then basically from then on, it just completely shut down. So yeah, they, I got the numbers here, Connor. Yeah, go ahead. Um, last seven drives of the first half after the opening touchdown, 37 plays, 71 yards that's 1.91 points per play for the rest of the game outside of the last scoring drive all right so this is these are basically all of the drives in between the bracket the first scoring drive and the last scoring drive 57 plays 188 yards 3.29 yards per play zero points I mean, you know, we're going to – obviously, a lot of folks are going to be upset at the defense, as they have been and as, you know, folks rightfully should be. But Nebraska's offense got gobbled up, swallowed up, spit out. They could not handle the pressure. They could not handle what Oklahoma was doing. They could not handle Brent Venables' exotics. Um, They couldn't handle the athletes. Uh, I I mean, it was was domination – in all three phases. And this I mean, is- I thought Nebraska needed to have at least a couple of big special teams play. Heck, Oklahoma had a big punt return that got them set up, you know, when, when they started to pull away. Nebraska got crushed in all three phases. And this is a tough this is a tough ask when you're when you're working with an interim head coach. And, and by the way, you can keep calling 402-951-1620. We're gonna get to callers here in just one second. But it, it's a tough ask when you have an interim coach. But Nebraska's on the offensive side of the ball and on the defensive side of the ball now, neither of those units know who they are, or what they are trying to be, <laughs> like at all. They're stuck in between a whole bunch of different things. There was some aggression on the defensive side of the ball today, which was good. And then in the second half, it was like, okay, we're going to pull off. Offensively, you're only good when you're running tempo, but you're running tempo, because and, and then all of a sudden you get three and outs, and you get blitzed out of the game because you're going too fast, and they're Oklahoma scoring points in return. Like, this is... Obviously, they were never able to crack the code in four plus years of Scott Frost of fun, of of complimentary football. But that is that is what they have to find somehow, some way. They got to patch that thing together in the final eight games of the season. I don't. This isn't going to be a good team, but they can find a way to play complimentary football in yes. the final eight games, and that's what this bye week is going to be about. And and I think there's probably John. We'll talk about this throughout the show. There's going to be probably some changes here here in the next week or so. Um, so we'll see what the results of that are. But Nebraska loses today 49-14 to Oklahoma. We're here for you guys. Big Red Overreaction is brought to you by Burton. When you're plumbing certain, just call Burton. Let's head to the Los Hills Harley-Davidson hotline. Leading off today is Bob. Hey, Bob, what's going on? What's up, guys? Hey. Uh, back again. Hi, Bob. All I can tell you is they will not win a game the rest of the year, and I will bet anybody any dinner anywhere they want to eat 
They do not beat the team the rest of the year. Zero. That defense, some of those guys quit. Ooh, I might take you up yeah, on that better, any, Bob. Any take dinner, anywhere? Anywhere you want to eat, I don't care where it is. Wow. Okay, let's. They cannot beat nobody. John, let's put our heads together and think about this one. We might be having dinner with guys, Bob. I'll give you guys a week to pick a team. I'll, I'll call back you guys, pick a game, and we'll make the bet. Excellent. Well, oh, oh, wait. We have to pick a game, to too? Pick, or is it just a straight they want. need to win? Any, any game we want. Oh, we just have to pick. A, see, I don't know when they're going to win, but I think they'll win. That's yeah, they'll I'm win gonna. again. I'll tell you when they'll win. When Urban Meyer gets to town, that's when they'll win. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, here, here we, we go. go. Urban Meyer's already in town, and they didn't win today. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you this much right now. He'll bring a top-10 recruiting class. So he stays only four years. Who the hell cares? He turns his team around at least and gets them back to notion. Uh, Thanks, Bob. And we need a bell for every call it, today that's going to mention, you know, they, they need to bring in Urban Meyer because that sucker's going to get worn out. Yeah, it was a long day already of that. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. Like, well, first of all, I mean, yes, Nebraska lost today, and there's a lot to, a lot of stuff to go through. Let's take a quick look at the rest of the Big Ten, shall we? Just right quick here. Uh, Syracuse 25, Purdue 22 with 2.30 left, but Purdue's trying to drive and, and – They are driving. And score here. Okay, so keep an eye on that one. Indiana uh, losing to Western Kentucky 30-28. to 28. Indiana trying to put something together late. Uh, Rutgers and Temple in a 10-7 to 7 game. Uh, and what was Northwestern? The, yes, Northwestern loses to Southern Illinois, thirty-one to twenty-four. Southern Illinois, an FCS team, which got drilled by Incarnate Word a week ago. Ooh, ooh. Now Northwestern, yeah. John is not on the schedule. Unfortunately, you've you've already played them, but you know it's it's not the best division in the world. It's a bad division. It's a bad division. Quite frankly, if PJ Fleck and Minnesota don't win this thing, uh, they should there should be some questions asked. Because they're right now the one team that looks like, and I'm not counting out Wisconsin. I think too many people are jumping off Wisconsin. Yeah, they lost last week to uh, to Washington State. I'm not I'm not ready to jump off Wisconsin, but uh, the drivers the driver's seat is currently occupied by Mr. Row the boat. All right, let's take another phone call back to the Les Hills Harley Davidson Hotline here on Big Red Overreaction, brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. We have uh, George on the line. George, you're on Big Red Overreaction. What's going on? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's all right. All right. Well, I don't want to be the second person to ring the bell, but I think I am going to be. Ding, ding, I, ding. I don't – yeah. You know, I don't – let's be 100% honest. Our, our all around, we looked absolutely miserable. I mean, our defense was outplayed. Our offense – I mean, we just don't have – it didn't look like we had the athletes at all on defense. Our offensive line, our tackles played terrible. And the reality is that I know this is going to – everyone's going to say the exact same thing about Urban Meyer. But – He's a guy that's won three titles in college football at three different, four different programs. What was it? It's been Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, Ohio State. He's won everywhere he's been. Yes, it's been in Campbell. It's everywhere he's left. It's been bad. Besides Ohio State, I would say, but with the whole Smith as the wide receiver coach, that was a terrible situation. But it's been good. I mean, our program's in Campbell, so I don't really know how much worse it can get. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys, I agree with the guy, the guy that called earlier. He, there, there is not another win on the schedule because everyone is looking at us as if we're another an easy win. Who are we going to beat? Maybe Indiana? Maybe Rutgers? Outside of that, we have no shot against Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what you guys think, but I don't want to be you know, beating a dead horse here, but let's be real. It doesn't look good. So, thank Brother, you. You, said that you said the right word, shambles. This is one of the reasons why I don't think Urban Meyer is the right choice. 
because Nebraska's in shambles right now. The reason why, and, and heck, you can make the argument Florida still hasn't really recovered after Urban. But the reason why Ohio State can recover after Urban is because look at Ohio State. That is a strong-ass program. They have been good for decades. Always. And, 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 and they can handle you know, the aftermath of what, to, what came after. I'm guaranteeing you this, ladies and gentlemen, with Urban Meyer, there's going to come drama. This program cannot handle drama right now. It's not, it's not far enough along. It's not mature enough. They can't handle if things go very poorly. That's one of the what's one of many reasons why I don't think Urban Meyer is the answer. And then I would refer you, you know, back to the interview we did, uh, uh, Connor, with um, yes, Stephen Godfrey. He was great from uh, from um, uh, you know Sports college football writer and podcaster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is college football since Urban Meyer last coached in college football, and I know it's only been four or five years, has changed a lot. This is the player empowerment era of college football. You think Urban Meyer, who was trying to bully NFL players? is going to be able to use those same tactics in today's college football with the transfer portal? Highly unlikely. This is not a program that is mature enough to be able to handle the aftermath of more drama. You cannot make a panic, desperation hire. And in my opinion, Urban Meyer would be exactly that. Yeah, Nebraska does not need a high ceiling, low floor hire right now. They need they need some steady ground. All right, we got uh, Mickey Joseph in the press conference coming up. Why don't we do that right now here on on Big Red Overreaction. Go ahead. It's the coach's fault. This is on me. I got to accept responsibility for it, and I have. And we're going to get better next week. We got eight games left. We're going to get ready to win, win some games. I guess I didn't do enough last week to get them ready. I got, I got to get back, and we got to do some individual work. Some more more drill work next next week, less teamwork, and get some fundamentals straightened up. You know, we, got to, we got to continue to tackle. I didn't do enough tackling. I got to do more. I got to get them better in that part. You, you talked about the gap integrity on defense. Any better today or, or kind of same? You watched the game. You seen it? No, it wasn't there. It wasn't there. But that's not on them. That's on me. Mickey, how much could you get done though in six days? A lot. A lot. The bye week. The bye week is going to help because we can reevaluate some players. We get, we had some young kids um, had some snaps and had some good snaps. I thought so. We would look at some young players and see if they can help us. If they can help us, we increase their reps. Yes, it surprised me, but I, I wanted them to continue to fight, and they did. But it fell off. But you know what? Like I said again, this is on me. This, this, I got to fix this problem. What did Oklahoma do defensively that, that was effective? Had you, seen, did, had you seen all of those things on film? And, and what maybe did you guys not do? Well, they show more odd. They show more odd. And um, more blitzing um, the safety in the A and the B gap. And we prepared for it. We just didn't execute it. We just didn't execute it. What's going on with Teddy? Someone's arm in a sling today. Yes, Teddy's going to a red shirt. Teddy's done for the year. He's, he's going to redshirt. You have to talk to Mark about that. I'll get Mark on it. Speaking on the situation of your offensive line, I mean, how, how does this group, how, how can you get this group better? They gave up four sacks today, nine tackles for loss. I mean, what have you seen up front? And how can this group get any better? We, we got to work more fundamentals with him this week. We got to find um, a five, a good five com combination of five of them, and see 
how it works. You know, but we got to look at, like I said, we got to look at some young kids. We got to look at some backups and see if they can help us. I think we got to do a better job in recruiting. They 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 have better they have better skill players. You know we got to do a better job, but we have really good skill players also. We just got to get them to execute. How do you think Casey played? Well, I have to go back and look at the film, but um, nobody played very good with a score like that. So I would say that he didn't play very well. Did he leave because he was hurt or because? No, we needed to get Chubba some reps. I thought Trouble played played okay when he got in there. He made some mistakes, but I thought he was aggressive and he gave us a chance to um, to, to sustain drives. Mickey, does this redefine the, the depth or maybe the process of the task ahead just based on today? No, we, we gonna you know we're gonna go back and look at this film and we're gonna we're gonna dissect this film and we're gonna find the kids that that was doing what we was asking them to do and the kids that can that can tackle and that can block and do do the th do the right things and we're gonna increase their reps if it was if they wasn't a starter. How tough is the assignment of just keeping guys mentally off at this point after a tough start to the season? Well, what's your read on where your team's at? I think they're gonna be okay. I think they're gonna be okay because they don't they don't have to they don't have to hold on to this 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 loss. This is on me and I told them that. I told them that it's my job to get them better. And we got to, we will get them better. What can you do and what will you do over the bye week? I mean, how can you more drill work, more drill, more drill work, more bump combo, more nine on seven, more turnover drills, more drill work, more drill work, less teamwork. Because the team's not going, the teamwork don't matter if the individual work is no good. How did you feel running out of the tunnel for the first time as a head coach in practice? Felt good until until um till the game started. Started fast. We got to be more consistent, though. I got to get them to be more consistent. How do you work on that from the opening drive to following? Well, like I said, we got, we got to we got to look at some more players. We got to look at the roster and see who can help us. And we got to work on. We got to work some fundamentals. We got to clean up some fundamentals. Do you consider any changes above the player level? No, no, I can't see that right now. I don't know if I'll be able to see that tomorrow, but I can't see that right now. You had mentioned earlier this week, the gap integrity was the biggest issue with the run defense. After today's game, like, do you feel the same way, or are there, are there other aspects of the run defense that will be hard to change or have to change? No, we got to be in our gap, and we got to tackle. It's simple. got to be in your gap, and you got to tackle. And it wasn't there today. You mentioned giving them confidence, injecting that into them. It just you know, it only, The momentum that you had only lasted a couple of series. Mm -hmm. But did you see that as a result of what you worked on them with them on during the week leading up to this? Yeah, they, they started out fast. Now I got to get them to be consistent with it and come back and do it again. Take one more, Coach. Mm -hmm. How different was this for you? I mean, going through a game, you making the decisions and all that. How was game day different? Oh, it's different. You know, it's different from being a receiver coach to running the whole show. You know, and I, like I said, this is on me and I got to get better as a head coach. Thank you. All right, that's Nebraska interim head coach Mickey Joseph after Nebraska loses to Oklahoma today, 49-14, taking responsibility for the loss and saying, uh, I need to go back to some individual drill work, get better at fundamentals. We'll we'll recap that, John, after we take our uh, first break here on Big Red Overreaction. It's brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. More up next on 1620 The Zone at 101.9 The Keg. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw 
coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.